Hello and welcome to the Lost Out Back, episode 17. I'm Kevin Yank. And my name's John Corey. And, and I'm Canadian. Yes, and I'm Irish. And we're and both living in Australia. Yes, yes, and we are going to be your outsiders on the inside telling you all about Australia. Outsiders on the inside, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've been uh, kind of uh, ignoring uh, many of the posts that people have been making to our uh, blog site, <laughs> so we have decided that we are going to devote an entire episode... This is the listener feedback special of Lost Out Back. Yeah, so we're going to uh, pick a, a few notable uh, posts that ask questions and queries about Australia, and we're going to provide feedback and tell you how it is. So, Kevin, first cab off the rank. All right, we got uh, something from Lara in Germany. G'day, mates. In one of your podcasts, you wonder if ever someone from Germany will listen to one of your podcasts. Well, I, here I am. Yeah, I did worry. I, I was worried that we weren't actually going to make a penetration into the German market because I feel that this is an important segment <laughs> of the global community we've got to break into. I listen to all of them. You guys really make my day when I walk to work each morning with my iPod. It's just like being on a little holiday in my favorite country again. Well, that's exactly what we try to do. We, we want to kind of, you know, have this personal little bundle of Australia that you can plug into your ear and you feel as though you're walking along the beaches and the blue skies and it's warm and it's embracing. You know, we want that. that that's good. We've yeah. succeeded. The best thing about these, um, this feedback is that we get to find out the types of people who are listening to us. And the pattern I'm seeing is there's, there's people who've been to Australia. Yes. There's people who want to be to Australia. Yes. Who want to come to Australia. And there's people who just hate us. Yes. So yes. we've got a mixture of the three for you. I'm, I'm happy. So anyway, Getting back to yep, Lara. Yep. I've been to Australia for three months this year. And since I'm back in Germany, I bloody miss it. Well, we bloody miss you too, Lara. <laughs> she's learning. She's learned the, the lingo. I'm. I'd be really interested to hear um, if any of our listeners have seen the uh, Australian tourism ads that say, "Where the bloody hell are you?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if, if you don't know what what happened was the Australian Tourism Board made these ads, and the uh, the slogan to the ads was all these beautiful pictures of Australian beaches and you know nature and animals and all of that. And then the punchline, the slogan at the end of it was, "Where the bloody hell are you?" And um, it's been national banned. embarrassment. Yeah, it's been banned around the world because it's 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 too confronting, too racy. And, and we're not trying to be. We're, we're trying to be, you know, friendly and <laughs> say, you know, come along, you know, get off your your arse and come down here. And I don't know why why we've caused such a stir. I'm, I'm waiting for the signs to come up at the airport that say it's it's about bloody, bloody time, time you got yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look back to Lara. Yeah, Lara. I'm reading books about how to migrate to Australia, but I've realized that you don't need a German journalist, me, or a banker, my boyfriend, in Australia. It's a shame. Well, it's true. I have to say that when I was coming to uh, Australia, when I was migrating, the biggest thing you had to prove was the fact that Australia needed you. Mm. And if you're not needed, they mm. don't really want you. Yeah. And there's another thing too, Lara. Next time you fill out your form to come to Australia, um, don't put down uh, journalist. Put down journo. 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 Okay. Cause yeah, because journalists, they don't know what that means here. Well, that's, that's too highfalutin. If you, if you put down journo, they know what you mean. You know, you know a what little, I mean? little apostrophe on the end. Yeah. Journa. Journo, yeah. And the other one, too, as well, is um, quite banker. often banker. A banker. A banker is uh, another word for, you know, a, 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 you know, a corporate banker, a, a rhyming slang for a... I don't know. For, for wanker. Oh. <laughs> so don't put down banker. Put down unemployed Darrow. Yeah. Okay. 
So oh, if you fill in your form and say, derelict, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an alco journo, and my 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 boyfriend is a boyfriend of your husband is a a, a, a dero. They'll let you in. Yeah, that's it. And mention our names. You mention our names on the way in and slip them five bucks and you're in. I have some questions about Australia. Maybe you can answer them in your podcast. When I was there, I really wondered why so many young people go to the army. They seem to love it, even the girls. In Germany, the army is like a big penalty and whoever has some brains tries to avoid it and cares for old people in a hospital for a year instead. When I asked the young Aussies, they just could not answer my question because for them, it's the normal thing. Maybe the two of you non-Australians have already found an answer. Is it a historical thing? Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, there is there is a reason for this. Uh, Kevin and I are, are quite aware of this reason as to why Australians like to join the army. John and I are very familiar with the, uh, uh, the practice of trying to avoid going into the army. I mean, that's why we're here. We moved yeah, yeah. away from our respective countries to avoid the draft. Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. Do- draft <laughs> dodgers. <laughs> Even though, like, my country doesn't have a draft, but yeah. I, I was just scared of the, the prospect anyway, you know. <laughs> But um, but yeah no, no no the reason why is that like it's well it's just a bit of fun you know what I mean like the the Australian army um, is actually well you know it's not exactly going to take over the world you know um, it's it's kind of almost like a bit of fun really it's a chance to kind of get out and see the world so I think a, a lot of people kind of join the army so that they can have a bit of kind of outdoor hiking and they can also tag along and go to, you know, exotic places and see the world. So I think that's actually the reason why a lot of people like to join the army. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting as well, too. Wherever America has been involved, Australia kind of goes along as well, too, but is like at least 100 kilometers or so away from, from <laughs> the fighting, you know what I mean, kind of in the background, um, doing other things like, I don't know, building bridges or laying roads. But it doesn't really kind of get involved in the shooting. So... If you join the Australian Army, there is a very, very low chance that you will be shot. There's probably more chance that you'll, I don't know, shoot yourself in the foot or something by accident. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, not to get political on everyone, not to bring bring down the tone here, but um, the uh, with the with the conflict in Iraq recently, you know, the, the, they're constantly counting the numbers of U.S. casualties. I mean, they're, in, they're the in the thousands. And, yeah. and you know how many uh, Australian uh, soldiers have died in Iraq? I don't know, Kevin. How many Australian soldiers have died in Iraq? As of as of this broadcast, one. And how did he die, Kevin? I'm pretty sure it was an accident. Yes, uh, I, I think he shot himself. Oh, okay, he? yeah. And it, you know, Australia is so unused to dealing with casualties in wartime. They actually sent the wrong body back to Australia. Yeah, they sent back a, a Croatian or something like that by mistake. You know. So, so anyway, look. Like all jokes aside, like I um, think the reason that Australians uh, go to the army is because it's a bit of fun and they 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 don't take it too seriously. I mean, they it's been so long that since Australia's been involved in a major conflict, it's been very romanticized, right? And yeah, yeah. I would expect that in the wake of of the um, occupation of Iraq and all that sort of stuff, I would expect that Australians in general are a little less eager to sign up. Yeah. But but anyway, so um, but also as well, you're always going to get, I suppose, your your country lad kind of kind of army jock, sure. and maybe you bumped into a few few of them, Lara. I don't know. 
Um, I, I certainly don't want to join the army over here. And um, maybe next time you're in Australia, you know, don't spend your holiday at an army base. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I know it's pretty hard to tell the difference between an army base and a campground, but maybe that's what happened to you. There's tents around in both places. Yes. But, but anyway, pushing right As on As a ahead. second yes. question, mm. everyone who comes to Australia loves the people there. They are so helpful, welcoming, and open-minded. And immediately you are their mate. But I wonder, how long does it take to make a really close friend in Australia? You know, someone to share your secrets and worries with. Oh, I forgot. The Australians have no worries. That's the reason why. You see, Lara, you worked it out. Um, my, my German friend, actually, um, Lara, was actually quite um, concerned the first time he'd heard um, somebody say, no worries, mate, to him. Okay? And I, I, like, I was sitting down with him, you know, one night kind of over dinner because um, we shared a house. It's, it's a long story. I'm giving you more details than you need to know. Anyway, the point of my story is he'd only been in the country about a month or so and his English was a bit rough. And he goes and says, uh, John, um, today I was walking down the, the street and I bumped into a man. And he said, ah, oh, um, I said to him, sorry. And he goes and says, no worries, mate. And my German friend was very confused by this. And he says, I was not worried and he was not my mate. <laughs> so why did he say this to me? And I had to sit down and explain to him that that's just the Australian thing. You know, you, everyone's your mate and nobody's worried. As for making really close friends, that's something I've noticed uh, living in Australia compared to my time in Canada. It, it actually is uh, more difficult to, I don't know, feel like uh, you're... Uh, you're such close friends with someone that um, that you share everything and you know everything about them. It's true. I, I, I know what you're talking about, Lara. And I think it may have something to do with that culture of having no worries. In Australia, you're supposed to be laid back. You're supposed to be uh, carefree. And if you've got problems, the tendency is just to keep them to yourself. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah, yeah. But it's... I, no, I think you, 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 you can get close friends. But I think close friends in life are... You know, it takes a while to, to, I suppose, form a relationship with anybody, you know. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, you know, like Australians are human and, you know, they have all of those human attributes. And yes, you, you, you can make friends. But yes, you're right. There is that kind of uh, street talk that's kind of very, very light and kind of, uh, uh, I suppose, uh, whimsical. And you've, you've got to, I think, kind of work a little bit harder and actually make some real friends. And then you will have those kind of closer relationships so I, I, th I think you can do it, Kevin. It's just... All right. Yeah, you've got to work at it. Sure. And Lara signs off. That's it for today. I'm looking forward to your answers. And I don't mind if you try to imitate my German accent. Oh, we missed the chance. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, German accent. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when you read my email. Yeah. Anyway, I have, I have, uh, I have looked at my friend's, uh, my boyfriend's podcast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I will stop doing it now. But actually, look, the last thing that she... That's Swedish, John. Yeah, the last thing that she has said is um, she has got a website where her boyfriend and herself have a podcast. So. Yeah, and it's parguise at podcast.de. I'm sure I've mispronounced that. So it's P-A-A-R-W-E-I-S-E at podspot. De. I'm sorry about that, uh, Lara. Um, and yeah, that's where uh, her boyfriend, the banker, has his podcast. We can't read it, but we assume it's about German banking. Yes, yes, exactly. So check it Rivet, out. Riveting stuff. Yeah. All right, look, let's push on, okay? Um, who else do we have, Kevin? We've got Alexi, our old friend Alexi, from uh, um, somewhere in the northern reaches. 
he's from the Ukraine. That's right. My favorite country, the Ukraine, the, the country of, of Ruslana and um, the Orange Revolution and Chernobyl. <laughs> Alexi says, oh my, I've just finished listening to your latest episode and admittedly, you guys are great. I'm glad we got you to admit it at yes, last. We, have to, we were going to come over there and beat it out of you. Your show is certainly on the list of those most wonderful things I've ever faced in my life. We may be going a bit far here. The crocodile situation made me nearly fall off my chair under the table. Great mm. stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, it nearly made me do the same thing too as I was practicing what it would be like to attempt to walk back to my Jeep with a leg missing. But these, these public service announcements are very important, Kevin. <laughs> I want to make more of them on this show. Great stuff. I'm building a solid archive of your shows for the future generations of Alexis and Kates as an example of the healthy humor and intelligence. I'm totally sincere with you right now. Well, Alexi, that's great to know. And I think that, um, you know, as we are generous enough to share our knowledge of how to survive a crocodile attack. Yes, yes. Um, I think that if I'm reading between the lines of your message here, that you're, you're well on top of the situation should a nuclear holocaust befall your uh, family and friends. And, and the world. And the world. And the Lost Outback podcast will survive this calamity thanks to your archive and i think that it would be only fair if you would share with us your tips for surviving a nuclear holocaust yeah because you know like we know that you're you're archiving the lost out back for future generations in the post you know apocalyptic nightmare and that's good but what other steps and advice would you have to give to the global world for surviving um nuclear meltdown don't hold back alexa yeah all right let's push on this oh. is john's favorite piece of feedback oh yes my, my friend i'll let you read it John. oh my friend emily thwatson um now you, you may recall a few weeks ago there was a the russell crowe episode when, when we got russell in you know he came in short notice russell came in top aussie bloke that he is and uh you know agreed to be interviewed live on air okay and emily thwatson uh disputes the the validity um of that interview shocking um, I'll just read her first line, okay? That's a pretty lame impersonation of Russell Crowe, I have to say. Since, when is he some gay guy who talks in whispers? Well, first of all, Emily, I have a, a great appreciation for, for, for gay people, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, hang on. And secondly, Russell is, is a top Aussie bloke. And I, he, he came in, you know, he, he was interviewed. And you, you're, you're arguing that he wasn't. I... I He'll be so hurt and offended by what you've just said. So, you know, and I agree with you. He is a great kind of um, actor. You've gone and said, I don't know where your perception of Russell Crowe comes from either. He's a very high, he's very highly praised and he has been honoured by various award groups and critics alike. But he's never been in the habit of tooting his own horn. However... As Ali used to say... As Ali. Ali. As it, would that be like the, Mohammed? Yeah, the big man. All right, yeah. Because very similar to, to Russell in that sense. Yeah. Big man, you know what I mean? That can box. Yeah. All right? However, as Ali used to say, it's not bragging if you can back it up. And then she's given us a link to the internet movie database, you know? Um, but look, I, I don't argue with you. Russell is a brilliant actor. Okay? So we agree on that. And, and I believe if anyone can revolutionize the field of one-man bands it's russ yeah so look 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 emily i tell you what we'll do i think in a few weeks time um i'll try and organize russell to come back and we, we have another interview in fact we might have more interviews with russell and i think that would be 
worthwhile. You know, what, what do you reckon, Kevin? Uh, I think you're stretching the meaning of the term worthwhile, but I look forward to it nonetheless. Yeah. Yes. So, so Emily, uh, keep them quality posts coming. I'm ready. Next up, we've got Alexi again. All right. He yeah. doesn't stop. No, he's prolific. This is just a bit of a tip for us. Hey, guys, informative as usual. I would point out one small correction. In the second name of Anna Pavlova... Yeah. This was the, the Pavlova episode. Remember the, the cake? Yeah. The Australian cake. The stress in is in the first syllable, not Pavlova, but Pavlova. I know you are free to pronounce it as you like, but probably it would be interesting for you to know. It grates on the ear heavily when you say it your way. Well, uh, Alexi, thank you. Uh, that's uh, well, we, we tip our hat to you. We, we do tip it. It's great to know how to pronounce Anna Pavlova's name. But we have to say that um, the dessert is definitely pronounced Pavlova. And if you, uh, you know, if you come to Australia and order dessert, if you uh, asked for a Pavlova, You'd probably get a funny look. It's definitely Pavlova, mate. Pavlova. Pavlova. Uh, or, or just say what we all agree on down here. Pav. Kind of a slice of pav. And finally, from Ian. Hey, John and Kevin. First of all, I'd like to mention that I'm not Australian, neither British nor American. Then what else can you be? <laughs> so therefore, English isn't my mother tongue. Don't want to say that there aren't any other nations speaking English. But anyway, I'm Swiss. I just want to make up for all the spelling and grammatical mistakes that are due to follow. Well, you know what, Ian? That's the great thing about podcasts. <laughs> no one sees your spelling. Yes, yes. Uh, um, uh, can I just point out that the Swiss are a bit full on. Like, let me get this straight. They speak French, German, Italian, and it's like Romish, I think, is like this fourth language that wow. nobody else speaks. Romish. Apart, R- Romish, I think it is. Is that how you speak when you've had too much rum? Yeah. <laughs> Romish, yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, look, you know, um, the fact that you know, English is just this thing that you fit in around those other kind of like four languages, you know, hey, you know, who are we to, to knock your spelling, you mm. know? Anyway, go on. Yeah, so both of you can be proud that among all the crap spread over the net, your show has reached the ears of a miniature audience. Me, in a little neutral country in the middle of Europe, they, but still not part of Europe. They like their miniature stuff in in Switzerland. Sure. He's probably got little miniature ears, you know. So what to say? I'm 23 and an attentive listener of your show. This is out of two reasons. First, it helps me to keep up with my English. And secondly, because three years ago, I was privileged to go to Australia. I really had a great time down there. And you two just remind me a bit what it's like being down there. On top of all, your show is recorded in Melbourne. And this was just the best city I went to in Australia. I guess this is for the fact it's not too big. So a Swiss guy doesn't get lost that easy. I was so thrilled by Melbourne because all the variety and the numbers of cultural happenings, for example, square beats or sounds on the Federation Square. Um, Yeah, Federation Square is basically the mecca of tourism in Melbourne. Yeah, um, uh, I I think, you know, this almost kind of lends itself to the suggestion that we should do a Melbourne show at some stage and tell people about Melbourne. But I'll I'll quickly talk about Fed Square for uh, for Kevin. Yes, it's, it's, it's a square that's been built to celebrate the Federation of Australia, which was in 2001, mm. although they finished the square in 2002. We won't go into that. Um, and it's this new spot that's kind of become the focal point of Melbourne where you get all of these public um, events and you get these uh, concerts and you get these, uh, I don't know, these kind of, what would you call it, like a uh, festivals. That's the word I'm looking for. And it's a really cool spot and it's lovely. And 
Um, it Melbourne. also keeps all the tourists in one place. Yeah, and because we have cattle dogs around them, you know <laughs> what I mean, biting them at their heels, and we just play kind of loud techno music so they can dance. But if they leave, the dog will maul them to death. Um, yeah, so yeah, I reckon we need to do a show in Melbourne though, where we talk about all the the spots. Fed sure. Square is a big one of them though. So yeah. yeah. I can't wait to come to Melbourne again, but for the moment I'm fully occupied with my studies, hospitality and catering. Come to Melbourne and study hospitality and catering. Yeah, but what do you got to call it when you're uh, at immigration and you want to get into the country? Um, oh, yeah. I think that's another one for the Darrow yeah. pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a Darrow provider or something. <laughs> Here I'd like to mention the latest show where you talk about the holy, the holy Jamie. I just feel the same way. A mixture of admiration, jealousy, and some sort of deep disgust. This is uh, Jamie... Uh, Oliver. Jamie yeah. Oliver, of course. And by the way, actually, um, uh, Ian, you'd be pretty excited by this. Uh, because Jamie Oliver is doing his next TV series from Melbourne. Really? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. Um, he did a show in England uh, uh, maybe about a year or two ago where you got kind of 15... Um, uh, street kids and disadvantaged kids and set up a restaurant and it was yep. a reality TV show and I think mm-hmm. it was called Jamie's Kitchen well I think that was all of his shows yeah uh, <laughs> yeah because he was the yeah the street kid based. no no he wasn't but anyway um, so that was very very successful in England and he's taken the formula the show and he's doing it in Melbourne well I smell another celebrity interview for Lost at Back Yes. Let me get right on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe we, we, we might have an interview with Jamie Oliver. Um, yeah, sometime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks for entertaining me on my way to school. Keep up the good work. Greets from the land of cows, chocolate, expensive watches, and mafia bank accounts. Oh, good on you, Ian. Thank you very much. So, look, I, I, I Kevin, I think we've kind of um, we've gone through a few of the responses there. Um, I just want to say one thing to people. Um, it really gives us a, a big buzz um, when we get uh, feedback from, from people listening to the show. It actually kind of really tells us that people are listening to the show. Um, so please keep it up. I'm sorry we haven't really um, replied to a hell of a lot of them because um, I think it's kind of better that we do it on air because it's a bit more fun. But, hey, guys, really keep it up because it gives us loads of ideas for the show. And it's just really cool, you know? Yeah. So thanks. And also thank you to all the people who sent in uh, feedback that we didn't read on the air today. We're, th- we're looking at you, Goatee70, Dom, Jimmy, Mad Dan, and everyone else. Even yeah. you, Emily Twatson. Yes, yes. Thank you, Emily. All right, look, ladies and gentlemen, um, we wanted to keep this show focused on uh, viewer, oh, actually, reader, uh, uh, writer, listener. listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, feedback. Thank you very much. I think we've done all we're going to do. Is there anything else we were going to talk about today, Kevin? Nope, that's it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, thank you very much for listening to The Lost Out Back. We'll be back very, very soon with uh, another great show. Please do keep those comments coming at lostoutback.com. You can email us your comments, even record an audio comment and send it in to podcast at lostoutback.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And once again, this is me, Kevin. And this is me, John. Signing off from Lost Out Back. Bye-bye.